Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl? twice in a week. And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. All right, today we have Tyree Vance. Brother Vance, can you please give me a little bit about yourself? All right, like... Um, let me see where to start. Uh, I'm a ab- academic. Ab- nope. Uh, <laughs> don't do that anymore. Uh, formally. Yeah. Formally academic advisor. Work in the, can I take one of these off? Yeah. Yep. Whatever it feels to, good. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, uh, what I do now is, uh, I'm a, uh, photographer and videographer for different companies. And so what I do is I create content for their brand. Uh, and then, I also uh, come from the world of higher education because I have a master's in higher education. And uh, through that, I've been able to uh, do educational consulting because before getting into that, I was an academic advisor at Cal State Dominguez Hills and, you know, a a lot about that. Um, And um, through that world, speaking at conferences and being in it, that's what my mentors and, and the people that I was around were doing. They were like, this is how you make another, you know, stream of income in this business. You in know? education that and doesn't necessarily pay you very well. Exactly. Yeah. So this is how you, you, you know, make, you make some money. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I just ventured off into it because they were like, this is what we're doing. Like mm-hmm. uh, I would get speaking engagements and it just kind of like took off from there. And then, uh, you know, some of my mentors like, hey, I get too many speeches, so. Wow. Here, take some. So take some. And then I would go out and then create my own relationships yeah. and go out and, and do the work. That's nuts, man. I'm still yeah. waiting for the day that I see you at one of my conferences. <laughs> I'm, a very, I'm a very small niche uh, uh, organization for advising for the health professions. Okay. So super small. Like I'm sure you've done like the Nakatas and the Naspas and all that stuff. I haven't gone to Nakata. I was really like a big Naspa guy because that yeah. was... While I was in grad school at Cal State Fullerton, that was like huge. Like we were like, we are NASPA people. So <laughs> anybody you say Fullerton, they're like, oh, you know. Yeah. It's like anything else in life. You know, you know the people, you know. In yeah, the field. The, and then you people in your network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't it's, it's get away from them. Yeah. It's almost like buying a home in like the same month. You see the same people over and over and over. Yeah. What? Mm. That, that Something not... to look forward to. <laughs> Hold on for this this thing, but I... Buying a home, how is that even relative? If you buy a home in the same area and people are going in the same area, you're going to see the same people over and over. Like oh, we've been shopping like for schools. House. Yeah, like open okay. houses. We've been shopping for schools for Ethan. Yeah. We've been seeing the same people over and over. And it's like, mm, I don't know if I want my kid to go to school with your kid. See, uh, for the <laughs> for the two. <laughs> like you're kind of weird. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the two years that I was on the home hunt, I never saw the same person. At yeah, a, well, at you were kind of spread out though, weren't you? I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and it was very sporadic. It wasn't very targeted. Like there are people, like families, that want to live in one area because yeah. school district or something. Mm. You'll see them. I'm over not in that tax bracket yet, or yeah. in that place in life. Right. So, <laughs> sorry, I gotta over know here. my audience. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I know, man. Over here talking like that's that's not my life. That broke wasn't ass. what it was like for me. Broke ass. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Show you broke. Anyway, so Tyree, so you you've done the education counseling, and then. Uh, recently transitioned out of it and just doing the speaking now full time yeah. or not full time but like yeah. along with the uh, the creative aspect of it absolutely when did photography come into play for you I feel like I've had this conversation with you but I just 
Man. Because we, we have shot weddings how did together. How did you fall into photography to, to from the get-go? Like, did Another you just pick up income? a camera and, and say, hey, I just feel like taking pictures, or I'm really good at this, or I kind of need the money? It wasn't about the money. It was two people. One, it was, it was my buddy Jeremy when we were in college. I was a senior. It was my last year. And he always had a camera, just like a little point and shoot. He would pull, like, just have it in his pocket. He didn't have, like, a, <laughs> you know, he'll just pull it out, boom, boom, boom. And yeah. he was capturing moments. And I heard a speaker, um, Jim Rohn. I don't know if you heard of Jim Rohn. Yep. But he said something about um, things to leave behind uh, for your children. Mm-hmm. I don't have children now, but I thought about it would be pretty cool because my kids won't know this version of me. Right? So if I'm going to leave something behind, I want to leave behind my photos, videos, things that I did, show them, show them how I lived and, and how well I lived and all of that kind of stuff. And so I bought, I, I got one, uh, I got like a little Nikon point and shoot, um, that one that Ashton Kutcher came out with. Like a oh, yeah. Oh, cool pics. Cool pics. Yeah. Yeah. Those are terrible. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I took it back. Got a cannon. Got a cannon. Um, no. Um, yeah. So got that camera in and I just start capturing and I was like every week I'm putting up images like every, of everywhere that I was going like mm-hmm. I went to a wedding I'm like <laughs> you know like snapping pictures doing selfies all of that and uh, people always comment like oh my gosh like your life is crazy like you do so much blah 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 and which and, is where Live Advanced came from I <laughs> no that, that came even later um, but but then my cousin who raised me and and just to give her a little background uh, context like she helped raise me and her three boys and she always struggled never created businesses or anything like that and and was on welfare at a point in time didn't have a lot of money but she's the one that gave me the, the idea to be a, become a photographer she was like you should be a photographer you know uh-huh. people will pay you <laughs> and i'm like really like right. I, I i didn't expect her to give me that advice and she kept pushing it kept pushing it kept mm-hmm. pushing it and then I, I uh, started doing research. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only until I, t- I took it seriously. I, I lost my job in 2009. It was right after I graduated from college. And yeah. I was, you know, sold the dream. I went, got two degrees because they said, give me one. I'm going to start my adult life and all yeah. of that. Um, and just I got fired from my job. And then a girl that I was dating at the time that I was courting, she... <laughs> It's more than dating. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> another level up. So I have to say courting. I was like trying to marry her, for real. Anyway, uh, what ends up happening is we broke up. It was a bad breakup. And then I lost my job after that. And I'm like, fuck. I don't know if I can say fuck. Can yeah, I say yeah fuck? totally fine. Totally fine. Fuck is what I felt like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, damn, all of this shit was happening like back to back, right? Yeah. And then uh, I thought about it, it like triggered something in me. I was like, how dangerous is it to rely on one form of income, mm. right? To like, you ha- I have bills coming from everywhere and they want it to be on time, but then I yeah. have this one paycheck. Right. How old were you at this time? I was... When you came to that realization? I just graduated from, co- what are the 24, 25, okay. maybe? Um, but that's what people have, do- have been doing for like generations and generations, relying on one source of income. There were yeah. no side hustles. Depending, no, and I, I mean, mean depending on where you grew uh, up. True, but you of all people should be able to speak to that with your dad being a, his own business, small business owner. That's a, that's one thing though. Oh, yeah. it wasn't that wasn't a side hustle. I that thought was he had one multiple. thing and the only thing. No, he only did one thing. Mm-hmm. Very sing- mm-hmm. very single stream 
uh, very single stream income focused. And it, it, it's been like that. I mean, even in the post-World War II era to about like the 70s or 80s, it was pretty prevalent. And then we started seeing kind of a demographic shift. For sure. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah, companies so, don't care about people. Anyway, so millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you had this realization. And, yeah. then, and then where did you go from there? I did research on cameras uh-huh. and what was going on. And then I'm like, man, I live in L.A. It's so many streams of income, like money don't sleep out here. Mm-hmm. So I just got to figure out um, what stream I want to insert myself into. Right. And it's always levels to to each thing. And I had to jump out and learn. Yeah. You know, and so got a Canon 7D. Uh, when it at first came out, yeah, yeah, those were good cameras. Yeah, um, and uh, and then like a week later, I was shooting like celebrity events, <laughs> straight up, like I was, <laughs> and then meeting people, and it's just, you know, yeah, it just began to to grow. So when I was in grad school, I was like, man, I think I'm gonna just drop out because this ain't the lifestyle that I want, and mm-hmm. it's not gonna give me the the money that I want. And also, like, all of these loans and all that. Yeah. This shit is a scam. Yeah, <laughs> you know? 100%. And I, wanted to, and I wanted to drop out, but then they were like, yo, you almost done. Like, chill. Mm-hmm. Like, so, all right, let me get my degree because people are like, oh, you got a degree. But I'm like, shit is all and Really, they just care about, mirrors. you know, you being a minority and hurting their matric- uh, attrition numbers. Of really, course. You know. Come on, man. Because we, so, we work on the back end. We know these. <laughs> yeah, because cause my grad school life was crazy because I'm going to school at Cal State Fullerton during the week. Um, and then I was working at Cal State uh, Dominguez Hills. Mm-hmm. So I'm still working there. And then I'm shooting in the nighttime mm-hmm. or I'm traveling with Tony Rock because I was his official photographer. So I was shooting photos and stuff, oh, traveling with him. About that. Yeah, you know, like I might be in Kentucky, hit two states on the weekend, and then come back. Yeah, and I'm like ready for class, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or sitting across working with students and helping them navigate their life. It's like some it, real superhero shit. Like you're you're in school Monday through Friday, and then like on the weekend you're out there doing some. It was like, kind of insane. It was yeah. kind of insane. I don't know if it was superhero shit. <laughs> like, but I, I mean, like you know, you have to like. Can't talk about yeah, this outside life. Yeah, I don't life. get that either. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. You can't talk about, you know. <laughs> you were waiting for a moment to come Bitch. back at me. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so you you finish grad school, you're, you're living this life, and then the, the, the universe had a way of pulling you out of education. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, I think up until that point, I, I kind of was fed up a little bit mm. of allowing other people to say what my life should do. Right. Mm. Right. So college, all of those choices was because of the people that I looked up to, you know, um, my mom and, you know, the my one of my mentors out of uh, Toledo, Ohio, he's a founder of uh, Student African American Brotherhood, mm. Dr. Bledsoe, like he he really helped me navigate through college but then at the end of it i'm like oh this ain't the life i want like it was it's like a prescribed yeah this is what success looks like for you and i'm like nah do you think you it didn't stuck resonate with it? do you think you stuck with it primarily because you didn't want to let them down absolutely absolutely i i gave all of my degrees to my mom so how does it feel like going through something and spending all that effort and time 
only for other people. Like a lot of people can't relate to that. A lot of people are very focused on me, me, me. You did it for someone else. For and sure. they're both not necessarily the best way to do things, right? Mm-hmm. A, to do things for other people. We've talked about this on the show before. It's not necessarily in your best interest to work for other people or work toward goals for other people. And then the other part of it is, well, why are you being so selfish if you're only working for yourself? So what do you do? Right. Like, but how do you feel in, in your perspective? Like, how do you feel that kind of contributed to your life? Well, I, I think the, the shift for me now is like creating win-win situations, right? So I get to win as well mm. because it's my life ultimately, mm. right? It's, it's, it's my life ultimately and they don't have to go through the going through of whatever the process is of getting a degree or doing, like my mom, she didn't even know what my degrees were in. She was just yeah. proud that I graduated from college. And first generation? First. Yeah, yeah, first because generation. it was supposed to mean yeah. something. Right. Or at least that's More what symbolic. We yeah, it was supposed to mean that. Not even symbolic, but like it's supposed to mean like you're going to be set up. You're going to be taken yeah. care of for life. Yeah, old world mentality. Yeah. yeah and it didn't. Not, and then I, I graduated from college 2009. And what was happening in 2009? Yeah. People leaving their, losing their houses, people jumping over buildings because their businesses are tanking and all of their savings evaporated. 401ks. What is that? Because, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's failing from systemic risk. So it's all of these different things that were happening once I graduated. And I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> this is a different world. Yep. Yeah. Not the, the the dream that, you know, I bought, you know? Yeah. Like I got. I bought that dream for $40,000 for yo, sure. Yo, I have like $52,000 of college loans still. And so the feeling, going back to, to answer your question, it's like I, I, I personally believe nothing is for nothing. I gained a lot. I gained a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of great things that happened on the way that I, that helped me grow. Because the only reason why I chose that, because I didn't have a better choice. Right. Because I, I, w- I was living in Rialto at the time. Rialto, California. It's a small desert town. I remember my, after my first year of college, I was like, man, I don't want to go back. To Rialto? I don't want to go. I don't want to go back to college. Oh, to college. And then, because I was still living at home. And then I saw this dude. I was in the local swap meet, right? The Rialto swap meet? The Rialto swap meet. I used to meet. go there too. Best yeah. place to seek out motivation for how to fix your life, right? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I saw this dude that was pretty popular in, at my high school. And he's, you know, he was a year or two, uh, yeah, a year above me or whatever. And I saw him in the swap meet in a tank top. And he was sagging with a kid and he was fat. <laughs> And I was like, I got to get That's out of here. That's what did it. <laughs> I, I got to get out of here. But it's like, because you could see yourself vividly in that moment, like that I'm not too far behind. There's nothing here for me. Mm. Right. There's I nothing think, here for me. I think that's a very important statement. There's nothing here for me anymore. That's why we move on to the next step in our lives. That, yeah. That's what separates the people that really want to do something with them with their lives mm-hmm. and the people that don't. Maybe the people that don't don't necessarily have a chance. Maybe, maybe you didn't have a choice, rather. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. he was a victim of circumstance. Yeah, I mean, it was just what was uh, available to me at that time. You and had so, the opportunity to change it, and yeah. you wanted to walk away from it. So that resonated with you. Yeah, so then college was it. It was like, let's get it. And so then I, I just began to make the best of that experience and got super involved and, and all of that. And, and a buddy of mine, he said, I, I, you know, I was like, I was like, man, I don't think this, this college stuff is for me. Because I don't really like school. Mm-hmm. I've done it a lot because it's all I've done as a kid, you right. know. And I'm, I know how to navigate and, you know, get good grades or whatever. Um, and he was like, all right, so you don't like it. So you can be bitter about it or you can, 
make your situation better. What are you going to choose? So that's when I just got super involved. And then from there, I'm traveling all over through school stuff, executive vice president of, of our student government, all kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and it was a good testing ground for me to fail and get back up and learn about myself. That was the biggest thing that I learned in college is about me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I'm I'm grateful for the experience for sure. So, so jumping ahead, and you had mentioned this uh, just a few minutes ago that, you know, you did your degrees for your mom. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were talking about your 20s. Now, like, we're like mid-30s. Can we say we're mid 30s We're early 30s. I'm, I'm early 30s. I'm yeah. early. I'm claiming that. Don't you put, don't, <laughs> man, I got my first gray hair. I know y'all can't see it, but it's like, it's like somewhere in this oh, area. No, I see it. You see it? I see it. Yeah, Holy man. shit. Yeah, don't man, do that, man. That's bad. Come on, Turk. <laughs> it's all downhill from there. <laughs> Look at Got me. <laughs> Are you going to grow it out so we can see? Or? Yeah, right now. I'll, I'll push. <laughs> <laughs> um, <but laughs> that sounded like I was taking a shit. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. It was like a Chia Pit commercial. It's like shit yeah. and then the time lapse. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Um, so you talked about, you know, you're doing your degrees for your mom and then fast forward now to your early thirties. Um, your, your mom passed away last year. Yeah. How, I I mean, I know you were very close with your mom. Yes. Mama's boy. How, how, how did you, or how are you dealing with that? Or how are you doing with that? Um, I don't know, like, and, I, and that's like a real answer. Like, I don't know all the time yeah. I'm dealing. Like, because some days it's it's like, I got this. Yeah. And then other days I'm like, I don't have this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, where I feel like, it feels like a perpetual heartbreak. Mm. Like, it's the person in the world that knows me the best. You know, we've known each other for Your 31 years, yeah. you know, uh, uh, up until her passing. And even the night before she passed, I was with my fiance, girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And we were, she and I were going to dinner and I was talking to my mom uh, on speaker. And she heard me talking to her and me, we're, we're talking, laughing and joking. Right. And she said, hey, I got to go. Um, call me later. Um, I got to deal with these kids. I said, okay. She adopted five, so it was eight of us. Jeez. <clears throat> and so, and so, that was around seven something at night. And then the next morning, around seven, I get a call from my little sister, crying hysterically. She's gone. She's gone. And I woke up. I'm like, what? I'm like still trying to like wipe the crust out of my life. What do you mean? So he's like, it's mom. She's gone. And I think I got from West Hollywood to Rialto in about 45 minutes. <laughs> Shit. Dude. People that like, don't know, it's like an hour and a half, two hour drive. Yeah. It's a two hour drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so um, it was it was weird because it was like my life instantly was different. Instantly was different because having that many siblings, having my mom be the the support of our family, the backbone, yeah, yeah. Yep. 
of not just our immediate family, but she helped my grandma. She helped so many other people. And so for me, like, it, like a lot of like different things kind of fell uh, on me uh, in a different way. Like, are you the uh, oldest? I'm the oldest. Yeah. yeah. And so that that's also a, a different thing too, because we kind of grew up together. Yeah. Right. So she was in her 20s when she had me in her like late 20s, uh, 26, 27. And, uh, and so it was just me and her for a time. And, and we just had this, this bond, you know, where she could just look at me and she, and she was like, what's wrong? She like split second. She just got me, you know? And so the person that got me is no longer here. Yeah. And so when I struggle with things in life, just as life keeps life in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that person is not here. And so, yeah. so I'm in the, in the it's, it's weird because I'm like, okay, everybody's like, make time to grieve. And I'm like, am I doing it right? Like, <laughs> Cause like there's days where it seems like nothing's going on and then something would just happen. Yeah. And I'm crying. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it's it's a crazy experience, but I'm grateful to have known a love that that deep, right? To to miss someone that much, you know. Um I am I am grateful for it, but like I'm still in the phase of like, damn, she's not gonna be able to see my kids. Yeah. She's not gonna be able to like be here for all of my other milestones, you know, wedding and kids. wedding yeah. kids. I'm like, man, I'm going to buy her a home and I'm going to do, you know, all of these things. And it's just for sure not going to happen. It's like very final. Like, you know, it's that's it. Yeah. Like these benchmarks that you have put on your life of knowing like when you made it. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's almost it, it sounds selfish to say like it's been robbed from you almost. Yeah. Like, um. And I, and I, you know, there are things where I can think about it. Like, I feel like it could have been prevented. Mm. Um, but still, it's just like, damn. So there's like anger, there's sadness. It's all kind of emotions that I haven't. Um, what do they call them? The different stages of grieving? Is that yeah. Five stages? Five stages. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm very much in that. Still, and then holidays. How ago, man, how holidays. Was that? that was last July. Yeah, July twelfth. You said holidays are still real. It's weird because she was the person that brought everybody together. Oh, and so now it's just we're all spread apart. Like holidays, it's just weird. Yeah. Even uh, what tripped me out this last Fourth of July, I was out in in, in Rialto and helping because she had her own business and and all that, and so that kind of came on to me and my siblings, and so we've been working together. And trying to figure that out, right? And so I was out there working, and it was Fourth of July. And then every Fourth of July, it's always a bunch of kids and fireworks at our house. There was no one. Mm. Everybody else was, you know, doing their things, and it was like ghost town. And I got like so sad. Yeah. <laughs> so sad, and it's just weird because I feel like, uh, in a lot of ways, I'm with, I'm around a lot of people that most people don't understand hmm. you know not that i want people to have that kind of pain right yeah you know but like no even the people that, that 
even if they try to make the like mental leap of what that feels like like I was talking to my cousin the other day he was like I don't even have anybody in my life like that yeah. both of my parents are still here but if they left like I'd be sad for sure but right. no like your relationship with your mom and like how y'all were so close and how she got you and vice versa I don't have that yeah and so it's just like sometimes it feels like just you know lonely even yeah. when I'm around people yeah. even being you know in a new relationship and and all of that it, it it's a it's a it's a weird feeling. So this is this is something that's been like on my heart for like over a year. And this is something I've been thinking about because I was in that in, in this position and I don't know that you felt this way. But like when my grandfather passed away, my girlfriend at the time was with me. And so I felt very obligated to like maintain that relationship. Now, the difference is that was a very bad relationship. Pancake. It was a very bad relationship and I definitely wouldn't have I'll tell you who that is when we mm, stop yep. recording. Yep. Um it was a bad relationship and I should not have been in it in that point in my life anyway but like I I and I didn't feel because we hadn't talked in so long because of just once you left education and you were flying around I just hadn't seen you and my thought was just like I I hope you're not getting engaged as a as a way of like grieving and that was kind of like my fear yeah um a and lot I didn't of people know said like, that yeah a lot of people said that and and I would I would be lying if that wasn't part of it sure like honestly like she she was there for me during the most difficult experience of my life and and uh and so it created a different level of closeness that yeah i will never have with anybody else right you know so that's that's definitely a part of it um but even before that like um you know that's why this this talk 30 to me like it's 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 crazy because once I became 30, I was thinking like, who are the people that I want to spend the rest of my life with, right? A lot of people growing up, I would hear that, but they were talking about a romantic right. relationship. But then I'm like, nah, man, like who are the aunts and uncles? Who are my friends? Who are the people that I get to share my successes with, right? And, uh, and so I was dating around like, and as I turned 30, I like, I remember when the clock strike t 12 and I'm like, yo, I'm 30. And I was just sitting there like, <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. And like really taking an inventory, you know, like, okay, I'm 30. I'm, I'm, so this decade has to be something different. I need different results here. I need different results. And so is it cool that, you know, and, and I just went through each facet of my life, like, is it cool that I'm driving this? Am I fine with it? Not based on anybody else. Is it cool with me? You know, and so I just start, you know, checking off the boxes. And, and so by the time that she came into my life, I was already like phasing off. I'm like, man, I'm not trying to be out here just dating around and all of that. I wanted something real, you know, um, yeah. something that's going to ch challenge me to grow. Yeah. Something that's going to um, support me as a, as a man and, and the man that I, I want to become. And so, uh, or, you know, just someone the man that, you envisioned yourself. being. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, um, and she supported me, uh, hugely in that challenges and supports me. Yeah. You know? And so, um, but yeah, that, that has been a conversation that I've had with a lot of people, and, you know, and, and the reason why I did bring it up one, because as, you learn in your 30s, even people that you have immense love and appreciation and admiration for, 
it's just not always going to line up to to mm-hmm. hang out. Like we got to hang out one random day, and I just happened to text you on a Tuesday, and we were able to get up. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then shortly after that, all this shit went down. Right. Yeah, yeah. And 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 in that moment, like I remember texting you when it happened and sending condolences, uh, and then seeing the the relationship thing, and I was like, well, I mean, you've ne- you've been a spontaneous guy, but never yeah. a not frivolous isn't the right word, but reckless. You've never been reckless. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I've been that too. <laughs> um, you just don't. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we're not really friends. Like, <laughs> no, okay. yeah, nah. Um, yeah, nah. I, I, it was definitely uh, thought out, and and still, like, it's it's a. Uh, a lot of people were like, "Yo, your mom just passed." Give it time. Don't make any big decisions. However, that was all that was around me is big decisions to make. Maybe you felt like the world was closing in on you as well. And maybe you needed someone to be there for you. And she was. And in essence, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No. I feel feel like there's there's a little bit of guilt writing on it. A little bit of maybe like, hmm, was this right? Was it wrong? Is there any, any of that? No, I think there's... It, calling it good or bad, right or wrong, it's a judgment of it. And it's the way that you perceive what happened. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful. And how it happened. I'm grateful for for it and and uh I've grown like immensely as a relation as um being in a relationship with her, you know. Um and, and that's really what I wanted because I've had different experiences where that wasn't the case. You know? Um and so I think had you have gotten married right away, I might have, you know, inquired. Yeah. But in my mind, like an engagement as um, as as important or as much of a milestone it is, it can be called off with a lot less skin in the game, as Turk likes to say. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can you can go through a, a tumultuous experience, get engaged, and still have this whole year or however long you want your engagement to be right. of just continuing to grow and and making mm-hmm. sure like this is all. 100% on the up and up, you know? Yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, not to put your business out there, but like, I don't think she was out here for your riches, you know, like that. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and, and, and I, <clears throat> you know, I, I, there's, you know, she has her reason, but as um, what I believe is like, she just saw me and was like, yeah, you're my guy. Yeah. She used to call me uh, her her journeyman. <laughs> it's like, you're my journeyman. Like, that's who I get to, you know, do life with. And, and we chose each other, you know. Um, and, and what I realize now is it's like what I thought about relationships is so different than what I'm living right now, you know. So it's not just I chose her. Yeah. It's like I'm choosing her. She's choosing me like it's like a day-to-day thing. I choose her today. I choose her yesterday. I'm going to choose her tomorrow. You know, even when I'm like, you get on my nerves. Or she's like, ugh, I can't stand your ass. Yeah. <laughs> right? But I still love you. You know? And so it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm learning a lot, a lot in this relationship. As you typically do in relationships. And I feel like that's a big transition for you to have in your 30s. I mean, you lose someone that close and that yeah. pushes you into another in, into another phase in, of your life. But do you think you would have been there had you not had that 
tremendous loss. Do you think you would be here today? Uh, no. I mean, like, I, it's hard to say. I know, I, but no. I mean, I mean, I'm a different person. Yeah. Like, I feel very different about things in life. Like the things that used to like irritate me are like really. <laughs> the fears that I had before, really? Because it's like, death is so final, right? And, and there's uh, so much more to it. Yeah, and it's like, and it's just like made it clear to me how like finite we are, you know? Like, I, only, I don't know when I'm going to, you know, die all of a sudden or whatever, you know? And so there's been like, a lot of moments in these last few years, because a year before that, I don't know if you knew this, but my little brother died all of a sudden. I was in New York and I got a call from my aunt. You talked to anybody? No. What happened? She's like, something bad happened. And so, you know, that moment where you're holding your breath. And I was with my buddy, Jason. We were at the new museum in New York. And, um, and I'm like holding my breath. And she was like, they found your brother dead in his room. What? I just talked to him a few days ago. Yeah. Like, so it's like so much loss and so much change. Like my world is not the same. Like, you know, and going back to Jim Rohn, he said, you got to allow life to touch you. And I'm like, life is touching me in a very inappropriate way right now. <laughs> Time's up. It's <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, shit. Enough is enough, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm being tested in so many ways. And it's so crazy because when I was 30, and that's what I wanted to say earlier, when I was sitting there, like looking at every facet of my life, and I was like, man... I had this feeling like I was behind and my mom was a huge enabler. Like she's like, I'm always her baby boy, mm. right? And so she shielded me from a lot of stuff, right? In life and and uh, now I feel like I'm on this fast track of like growth and just all of these experiences that are hardening me, you know? And uh, and so it's just, it's a it's a weird, it's a mm. weird experience. Say no more. And, yeah, I, th I think, I think it makes sense to the people who can relate. Yeah. Everybody has that one catalyst in their life, that that moment that just defines the next few years or the next, you know, decade. Yeah. That one moment. And and it's hard to and to your point earlier, uh, trying to find someone to relate to or to relate with you mm -hmm. on what you're feeling. It's it's never gonna happen. So stop looking for it. That's my piece of advice to you right now. Mm. Because the, the harder you look for it, the more you're gonna push yourself away from your true um, from your true journey, right? Yeah. The nature of what you sought out to find in the first place. Because I've been there, um, not with loss, but with gain. And it's on the other side. When my when my son was born, it, everything changed. You're going to have these moments that define you from here on out. And this is kind of like a piece of advice to everybody out there. It really doesn't necessarily have to be the end. But to your point, a beautiful beginning. And yeah. in relation to what you said... It helped me understand a different perspective from the sense that you don't necessarily lose when you lose. You gain more. You mm -hmm, gain more of mm -hmm. yourself. And I think that's a gift that your mother left behind. And that's the way I, if I was you, that's the way I would look at it. Yeah. You know, so that's my two yeah. cents. I'll it's, step off my soapbox. <laughs> that was yeah, a good man, soapbox. I, I think of it as, uh, you know, Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. You know, I think of 
the very first Star Wars, and when Luke went back, it was nothing. Mm. Everything that he knew as his life, like there's nothing. And so you just had to go all in on this new thing that's been presented. On this new thing that you've been kind of called to. That's a yeah. big Like you done running now? Like yeah. yeah. You yeah. done running. You know, and so that's that's kind of where I where I feel myself being. And so I it's it's just a lot of things. Like I feel like internally this this push and pull, this all of these emotions that just kind of show up, you know, like inside out, the Disney movie, like <laughs> and they're going crazy inside of me right now. So so yeah, man. Should we end it there or do you feel like we we attached or uh uh, talked about the whole where you are now with everything. Like the, you said, you mentioned you're still kind of unraveling. Yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely unraveling and <clears throat> and learning um, and creating or you know uh, my relationship. Um, and so that's just a new thing too. Like it's just it's huge because I didn't have any positive relationships. Not one. My mother's marriage trash. Guy was not a good husband at all. Not, you know, far from a Disney movie. <laughs> like, it was more like Baby Boy or something like that. Oh, but no, no but uh, just stupid. I hate um, you too. <laughs> right. Um, and then my grandmother, like, all of the relationships in my family, like, didn't give me a, you know, the blueprint. And I have, um, but I had some people, so I couldn't say like, oh, fuck. I've, I've seen one or I've seen maybe two, like where I've gotten to be with their family and I've getting, gotten to see a little bit under the hood um, uh, of their of their relationship and talk about the struggles and all of that. Um, and so I, because I've seen it before, I can't say like, I can't be out here like living a life devoted to fuckery, like, you know, or yeah. Fuck boy for life, yeah. like or whatever, like you know. Like, That's do a what license plate for him. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, nah. So yeah. So, so uh, this relationship and and career and health is is where where I'm at. You know, it's making sense of it all. Yeah. You're just living it day yeah, by day. Yeah. Have you sat down to really define the next couple of years, or have, are you just gonna let it happen? No, I need to, I need to, I get to be intentional. That's the, that's the phase that's that change, I'm in now. Right? I, that's I the shift, especially for 30s. It's like, nah, no, fuck all that letting it happen. And, yeah, you know, crystals and let me talk to, you know, read the <laughs> secret five times. <laughs> nah, I got to make it happen. What was a sidetrack, a side note, tangent, whatever you want to call it. What was that little guy in major league that, uh, oh, uh, What's his name? Serrano's little thing? Serrano's toy or, or God. What was it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, no. Major League. Uh, Charlie Sheen. Anyway, oh, it's an old baseball movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not the biggest uh, baseball fan. So That's all right. That. I forgive you. Go Dodgers, though. Hey. <laughs> Why are you so LA, quick? Man. LA, man. <laughs> he's from the Bay. Mm-hmm. He's a Giants oh. fan, which is our rival. Yeah. So Let's cut the shit out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Go Boston. Let's go. (laughs) Wow. On that note, thank you for listening. Have a great day. Go Boston. Yeah, the World Series is long done by the time this airs. So So disrespectful. I know.
you want to wrap it or should we just kind of let it fade? Tyree, out? it's been a pleasure. Um, really appreciate you coming out and sharing all that you've shared and being an inspiration to all of our listeners out there. If people want to get more information or even reach out and, and try and um, not touch you inappropriately, but touch you, <laughs> where can they find you? Uh, yeah, my fiance would not like that. Um, no, uh, you can find me on Instagram, Tyree, uh, at Tyree Vance. And that's all of my socials. Same, same thing. And then my website, TyreeVance.com. Randy, where can the people find you? You can find me anywhere and everywhere at I am Randy Z. And Turk, you can find me at Fuckboy for Life. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Turk says no on Instagram and Twitter. Fuckboy for Life. <laughs> Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk Thirty to Me. We hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with friends. Make sure to stop by our website at talk32me.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. And if you really like what you hear, make sure to leave us an awesome five-star review. For Talk 30 to Me, I'm Turg. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. <laughs> Hold on. That's it. It sounds like a helicopter, doesn't it? Did it sounds like, oh, yeah. bro, we're under attack. It's Al Qaeda. Lift his mic up before um, we do it again because it's his belly. And then you need to tighten up the bottom part. Yeah. <laughs> but yet you do it so effortlessly. It's, uh, it's a talent, <laughs> it's a gift and a curse. But the dream that they sold me, I'm like, mm, that's a little yeah. bit of bullshit. But, that, but that's the thing. I think I think we were too we were too in college. Let me cut that out. Cut. In college, I think we were a little bit too focused on the true definition of what it meant to get a degree. Yeah. Education had shifted, or education had been shifting throughout the four or five years that we were there mm-hmm. within that little window from three to about nine, ten. Education completely changed and changed forever. And it's not the same anymore. It's nope. more on the point of what you said about learning about yourself, getting those experiences and those valuable experiences that help set you up for now. So moving on from college, how do you feel like those experiences in your second degree, the, the mm-hmm. degree that really robbed you of, of, <laughs> of, of money, more or less, but gave you a lot in experience, how do you feel that set you up for now? Um, just based on the, the knowledge of, like... <clears throat> It. Well, hold on. We're going in a different direction than, than my anticipation. Um, we're focusing too much on the education. The focus I wanted to talk about what was. The fuck? Oh, that's. We can wait through that. I wanted to talk about him losing his mom and then getting engaged last year and going through some like crazy highs and lows. I was, Do any I was of those tra- segue to what we're about? No, to I've been trying to segue to like just like keep it pushing past education. So I keep going. Okay, so you made it through that, and now we're here. Yeah. And then. Okay. Yeah, so I want to kind of cut that out. And if you want Sankey's to speak, hit that donate button.